Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs TV. My name is Grant Chapel. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs, Darren Brown, Steve Maven via Zoom. What's going on, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie via Zoom. Yeah, g'day, uh, g'day, boys. All via Zoom and uh, through these tough circumstances, we're got to bring you the show via Zoom. But yeah, no, it's all good and technology. It's uh, it's great. It doesn't matter where you are, is it? But uh, boys, you can, you can anywhere, any time, so to speak. But uh, what have you both been up to in this lockdown period? It's obviously we're in Sydney. Uh, we've, we look like we're extended to another week. There's um, a fair bit of restrictions on what we can and can't do. Obviously, we're all wolfies. Uh, we're considered A1, which means we've got a essential work. We're fine to go off to work. So we're very lucky in that regard, boys. But, um, yeah, what, what have you guys been up to? Well... Brownie, you've got some news on some beer coasters that we have bought into stock. Yeah, we have. And um, just hold it up there, Mavo. We had some uh, stubby coolers delivered, made and delivered. Um, and they were delivered yesterday and they're, they're for sale. And we're selling them for $10 each, a minimum buy of two. So you've got to buy two or more. Uh, $10 each. So they're a great Christmas present or a birthday present. Good for the barbecues. And yeah, so we uh, we got 200 of them. They're moving pretty quickly. So, and a big thanks to Jeff at Pubs and Clubs. Uh, if you want to get some done, you can get personalized coasters made, uh, the stubby coolers. You can get the bar runners. He does all the, the pubs hospitality work. And so, yeah, so uh, make sure you... You shoot Jeff a message or an email, pubs and clubs. That's P U B Z N C L U B Z, not S. So pubs and clubs with a Z. Yep. So make sure you jump onto their website and have a have a look and see what they can do for you. It was really good, very professional. Uh, we we had the order within about four or five days, didn't we, Mavo? We did, and I can't wait till I'm on night shift tonight till I can put a a beverage in there and sit there or maybe watching the footy tomorrow night. This is going to get christened with a bit of amber fluid. And I'll put a link to pubs and clubs on the episode. Well, not the episode webpage. I'm so used to saying that on the web page that we've created where you can buy these. So in the link for this show, when you're watching this, there'll be a link to buy these. And I'll also put a link to pubs and clubs. Now, moving on, talking about our YouTube channel, I've been doing a bit of work there. And I've been updating all our old episodes and we've told you this before, we want to get it all on YouTube. So we've been numbering season one, episode one, right through to where we're up to now, season three, episode 73. So the show we're going to do on Saturday, and that's another thing we haven't told you, there was a show coming up Saturday, a big show. We've got a, a huge guest coming on, so don't miss it. That'll be episode, season three, episode 74. And we've actually done seven. Are we going to re release that name, Mavo? Oh, or we'll, just we'll keep... Keep it, keep, it, keep it in suspense. Keep them in suspense. Yeah, so, so yeah. And, we've... Sort of, and, it, and it ties in, ties into the 20th anniversary of uh, us being readmitted to the competition. So you might might be able to get a few guesses. This bloke was uh, front and center. He was all part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Very interesting. Played a really big role in it. Oh, he's a, he's a huge star. And it's not George Piggins, just so don't get your hopes up. But he's up there. He's one of the, he's one of the, the front runners that helped us keep this club alive and it's going to be really good. And yeah, just to finish what I was saying, we have done one bonus episode. So in total, Saturday will be our 75th show and we 
are approaching our second anniversary on the 20th of July. So we've been going two years and we feel like we've come away a long way, boys. Yeah, I think we have as well, Mavo. Um, we started with no idea and now we've got some sort of idea and a big thanks to you yourself because you do all the work behind the scenes in terms of all the technology and, and the socials. So a, a big thank you to Mavo. And, uh, but in terms of the content that we're delivering for all the Rabbitohs community out there, and that's what we're about, is connecting the Rabbitohs community. And, you know, all the interviews that we do, uh, the former players, the current players, even the admin staff, some of them stories that have been told have never been heard before. So, yeah, look, we're enjoying it and uh, we've still got a long way to go. And uh, there's some big news in the pipeline with our YouTube. So hopefully uh, everyone can get on board with the YouTube channel. Yep. And make sure you subscribe there because there's some big plans ahead. And what I didn't mention is that you've been sharing all our old interviews every day during lockdown to help people out, give them an hour to listen to an interview. Some of them are only half an hour, 40 minutes. There's been some great ones. You know, Joey Williams from yesterday, that was one of our best interviews. So if you haven't listened to that, go back, because he's an incredible guy. Yes, he played for the Bunnies, but even our global ambassador, Jeff Dufresne, the Frenchman, he played with him in, when he was over in France. So he's, we could have talked to him for hours. So that's just one interview and we've got heaps more to come and, Every minute of every episode will be on our YouTube channel by the time our second anniversary comes around. So you can go back and listen to our stuff. But anyway, we've rattled on about our YouTube so much. We're going to move over to the game preview, chaps. You're our man. You had a chat to Wayne Bennett today via Zoom. Yeah, I jumped on and did a um, little Zoom press conference there with Wayne, which he does every week straight after the captain's run. It sounds like they all preparations have been perfect this week. Obviously, we had five players missing due to Origin plus Junior Totola. But I spoke to Wayne about um, a bit about our depth, being able to field a, such a strong and good-looking side, considering we've got those six key players out, pretty much starters, obviously. And we were able to name a pretty strong side. And, and also spoke to Wayne, asked him a little about how hard has it been to develop young guys like um, Peter Mamazoulis, who's coming off the bench tomorrow night, and Blake Taff. And... And he said it hasn't – obviously, it's been one of the toughest times in, in his coaching life. To mm. They've only played five or six games over over 18 months, which is – it must be hard to develop as a, a players, a Brownie, in times like this, mate, and get them prepared for the rigours of first grade. Well, they are. Obviously, they're, they're not getting a lot of game time, chaps. But, however, times have changed in the game and they do a lot of their work at, at training on the training field. If you ever get a chance listeners to go down there and have a look at, you know, some of their training sessions, you'll get to know how hard they really train and how physical it is. And, you know, some of them opposed sessions are sometimes harder than a game. And like you, you uh, reported a couple of weeks ago, chaps, they got a little bit fiery down there uh, at stages because it's so intense uh, you know, the the hits and, and obviously the contact down there. So, look, while they're not getting a lot of game time, uh, a lot of their development, you know, does come through the training ranks and they've got some really good staff on board with JD, Jason Demetrio and Benny Hornby, who's also down there. And, you know, they're in really good hands, um, them young kids coming through and really looking forward to watching them play uh, tomorrow night. And he also spoke, um, just quickly before I move on from Wayne's press conference, mate, he also did confirm that Jaden Sura is moving on. 
at season's end. He, did, he didn't go as far as saying it was with St. George. He'll let St. George um, um, take the credit there once they do um, finalise that deal and announce it. But um, I reckon he's 98%. I'm sure he's going over to St. George. So what, what sort of a loss is he going to be, maybe depth-wise, in, in our back row stops? Well, it's going to be a loss because we've all seen Jaden come from this young player that was a fringe first grader to establish himself as a real enforcer in the NRL. And it's a little bit of a shame to see where he was to where he is now in the team pecking order. So yes, he's going to be a loss. And obviously this week, you mentioned it too, Wayne, that we've got all these players out plus juniors to Tola, but we've got this depth with blokes like Jaden who can come in. So he will need to be replaced, but I think it falls into a similar category to what happened with Renault. You can't keep them all. We've got 12 gun players signed till 2023, I think it is. Salary cap wise, they have to do the sums and perhaps, you know, with the way Jaden's sitting now, he didn't fit into that into that category of players we can retain. And on the bright side, we have got some gun young forwards coming through. So let's hope that a couple of those fill the void. We haven't mentioned Davey Mawali yet. He has been named on the extended bench this week for the first time and we had him on the show. He's only just turned 18, probably midway through that now, but he just looks like he's going to slot straight in at once at some stage, maybe even this year. We'll have to wait and see, or they might be just bringing him in to give him the experience. Well, he's one of them players. Yeah. Sorry, he's one of them players that we were just uh, talking about that uh, that are developing, you know, by training against all these top quality players every day uh, down there at Redfern Oval and. Um, you know, uh, we've got a, a lot of them young kids coming through and David Mawali is one of them. If you get a chance, uh, and obviously they're not playing now, but some of the games that he's put, uh, the, the performances uh, in that New South Wales Cup have, have been unbelievable. He's, he's just taken that next step. He started off in the Jersey flag squad, uh, or the estuary ball it was at the start of the year, uh, progressed to the Jersey flag and... Um, now he's, you know, he's in that New South Wales Cup squad as well. We see some. Of the yeah, well, you, you, some, you, some of the you photos. Look at, uh, I mean, I want to go back to that Philadelphia 76ers there, Mavo. But um, you got to trust the process here. If you have a look at the process of Adam Reynolds, offering him one new deal, didn't want to offer him too much because of the kids we've got coming through, and I'm sure it'd be very similar with Jaden Sewer, The reasoning why. They haven't offered. I don't think they've offered him a deal at all. They're, they're, they're so confident in what's coming through. They've upgraded some players around him. Yep. Uh, they're quite confident in a guy like uh, Jacob Host, who probably doesn't get the, the mentions he deserves. Uh, he seems to be a guy that seems to be developing week in, week out. He's a good size. Yep. You've also got um, the likes of Talis Duncan coming through in the coming years. So you've got to trust that process that uh, the boys in charge of recruitment there at the Rabbitohs have, have pulled the right reins there. Yeah, and also there was a photo of Davey training with the squad during the week. And then the next, I think it was Mark Nichols, the GOAT. He's, he's, a, he's a huge guy. He's got massive legs. He's got the physique to fit straight into first grade. And I've got no doubt that when he gets out there, people watching this, if you haven't seen him, you'll be going, wow, this guy is something else. So it's exciting. And I'm glad they brought him onto the bench. But just looking at the team. He's got a lot of, just, just going back to Davey Mowali, he's got a lot of core strengths, a lot of, inner strength for an 18-year-old. Usually it takes them a long time to develop. You've probably seen that in, in Sawali, where they, they nurtured him along a little bit. But this David Mowali, he looks ready for first grade already, the way he plays and, you know, the way he steamrolls through the forward pack. But he's just got that really brute strength 
core strength, basically. He has. He has. And so looking at the team, Paddy Mago's come onto the bench. He's another one who's got a reprieve. And we mentioned Peter Mamazoulis, who would be interesting to see, you know, once he gets thrown into the mix, because you wouldn't think Benji would play 80 minutes. So young Pete might get halfway through the first up. You might see him injected into the into the game. And one of the boys, I think it was Talis, said to us, he hasn't seen a, a smarter footballer. So exciting to see young Pete. And then also, we haven't mentioned it yet, but chaps, you mentioned it to Wayne Blake Taff. Can't wait to see him play. And we're actually going to share his interview tomorrow. And I actually listened to it again last night. And chaps, you said to him at one stage, we're tipping big things for you. And it looks like it's going to happen. He grew up as a fullback. So people think he might be a halfback 5'8", but he grew up playing fullback nearly his whole career. So he's going to get 80 minutes at it tonight against the Cowboys. Tomorrow, I mean, on Friday against the Cowboys. Well, that interview, mate, that was in 2019. I think it was a week leading into the grand final against the Raiders there, which they come out and won in Jersey Fleet. Yes. And we can see um, um, back then the skill he possessed, the speed, the real short, sharp speed. He, he's got ball skills. He, he's a good defender. He seems to have a hot, play with high energy, which Brownie spoke about last week. And, and the Rabbitohs first grade took that into the game at Leichhardt in the first half. Played with a lot of energy. He's someone that's going to bring that tonight. Um, you, 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 I don't know if you heard the Zoom the other day. I did tomorrow night. Cody Walker. Tomorrow night. Cody Walker. Tomorrow night. He had high praise for him. Cody Walker. Um, he's looking forward to watching him develop. And and next year, maybe because because of the fact that we haven't been able to develop Lachlan Elias as much and get him as much game time, Blake might um, shift in five uh, eight just to get him into the squad and put Cody Walker in at seven next year just to accommodate him. Um, that that's that's been a little bit of the talk around town, um, but you don't want to look too far ahead. Um, we've, got a, we've got a big clash tomorrow night and uh, I'm pretty confident the boys will get the job done. Just on Taffy, um, yeah, like you said, Chaps, he does play with a lot of energy. He's got the ability to, to push up around the ruck in them early tackles, you know, them one, two, three tackles in case there is a little offload there and a little bit like how Billy Slater used to play. And, and then also you've got to be have the ability to then get on the edge so he can, he can, you know, obviously be involved with the set play or, or the, you know, the structured play down that left or right edge, whichever way they're playing. So, yeah, he's got high energy and uh, really looking forward to him uh, getting his first start, actually. Obviously, he's made his debut a couple of weeks ago against the Broncos off the bench, but this will be his first opportunity to run out with the boys and, and play, from, uh, play from the kickoff. And what about the late change, mate? What, what does that do to preparations? Um, obviously, we know now that it was going to be a Stadium Australia out there at Homebush with no fans. They made that move up to Newcastle for biosecurity reasons for Queensland. Uh, the players that come from Queensland, obviously North Queensland. It's the first home game I've ever seen up there at McDonald Jones Stadium for the Rabbitohs. So it'll be interesting for the fans that live in that area. Now, they're, they've won sixth, lost nine on 10th position on the ladder. We're 12 wins, three losses, only really one well, sort of one win away from that, that that top two position, which we desire. Is that going to affect preparations going up there, Maver? Well, it doesn't help that we're not at Stadium Australia. As we know, we're almost unbeatable there, the way we're going. But I just think the way the side is, like the Cowboys have lost a couple of good players as well. They've lost uh, Valentine Holmes, the Hammer, and, um, and one other. So... I did write that down, who it was, the other bloke. Um, but, yeah, so... That's why you're looking there, mate. Just in regards to the crowds, I think it's only going to benefit us no, by, by by going up to Newcastle. 
no crowds down here, obviously. By going up there, you're going to have some sort of crowd. And let me tell you, there'll be plenty of Rabbitohs supporters up in and around that Newcastle area, one including our, our sponsor, Ian McLucas, who will be attending the game. So shout out to you, Ian. He yes. will be going to the game. He'll be taking a, a whole group of friends with him. So I think it's only going to benefit the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs by going to Newcastle and playing up there at Marathon. Kieran Macklin too, Mavo, he'll be up there. The Ambo up there is a big listener to the show and yep. one of the real great fans. And I'm sure he'll get himself up there. I'm pretty sure I texted him the other day and he said him and his son are looking like going. So it's a bit of a reprieve for them. Awesome. And good, good on him for awesome. being able to go up there and uh, enjoy watching the Mighty South Sydney Rabbit as in the Hunter. I've got to correct myself there. I said Marathon Stadium. McDonald Jones, isn't it? Dinosaur. McDonald Jones. The back, yeah. so back, so back to the Cowboys. They've got three players I've never heard of. Dejan Assey, Connolly Lamulu, and Helam Lukey. So, I'm, I mean, they're all probably good players and people that watch all the games probably know who they are. But haven't we, we've, like our forward pack, if you look at our forward pack, we, we've had a little bit of a shuffle there. Hamay Selle's gone to lock. I don't think he started there yet this year. And we've brought Thomas Burgess back in to start with the GOAT and then Keon and Jaden in the second row. So it's a fair pack ours. And then we've still got, and look, we're going to talk about Origin a little bit later, but just touching on it now. So how the hell they didn't pick Keon and Campbell Graham and our halves pairing of Renault and Cody. They all should have probably been in the Origin team. But on the bright side is we get to keep them to hammer all these homes on the run home, hammer all these teams on the run home. So every cloud is a silver lining. And our, our back line is you know, nearly at full strength, apart from uh, with Gags is out for, for um, Braden Burns. And Latrell. And Latrell, yeah. Well, we've gotten Taffy, and from what we've been talking, it's not, it's, uh, uh, you know, we, I can't wait to see him go around. And, and just what you just what I was going to mention with Taffy before, chaps, when you spoke to Cody about him earlier in the week, he's won the team's trust. He's obviously been spending time with the team, and the team can all see what he can do. We know what he can do, we've seen it, but we'd like to see a lot more. But that's the thing, he's got the trust of the guys. And some of the things Cody said that he's got great ball skills, he's, he's a real footballer, he can, you know, he, he's, he's in the right position at the right time. So, so the Blake Taff uh, fan club here on Rabbitohs Radio, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's had a good look at last week's game that the Cowboys played. It's actually their second week in a row they're playing. I'm pretty sure it was up at McDonald Jones Stadium last week and they got booed to 38 nil. So um, yeah, I'm, got- I think they conceded three tries off bombs and they sort of um, ricochets and that's quite lucky try. So they weren't that far away. They also conceded two tries on, on, on their right edge, which is obviously our favourite side, the left. So um, that we probably do match up pretty good against them, I reckon. I, I reckon you might see Alex Johnson get over for another couple tomorrow night. Yeah, well, they, they we're saying, well, the media's been talking about it, that there's a big gap between the top teams and the, and the second half of the competition. And we fall into the top, and I think they fall into the second half. And just that other player that's dropped out is Francis Molo. So he's a good player too that they'll be missing. But, yeah, we're doing all right that we're losing that five players and our five origin players plus uh, junior, and we're still fielding a pretty hot side. So I, I think we'll take care of the cows pretty convincingly tomorrow night, but we've seen it before. You can't, you can't take it lightly, and we've just got to go out there and get it done. Just going back to uh, what you were talking about, chaps, down our left-hand edge, and are you predicting AJ to score you know, a couple of tries, as he probably will? But we're also starting to have, and we always have, but uh, we're starting to have a, a fair bit of success down our right edge. Uh, Campbell Graham has scored four tries in our last two games down that side. And 
obviously Tane Milne um, got off to a good start last week by scoring the first try as well. So uh, while we're, you know, we're, our strike play is down our left edge, uh, we can also attack down our right-hand side as well. We're just good all over the park. Oh, yeah, for sure, mate. No, no doubt about that, mate. The boys, have, I've spoke to Cody about that during the week, how the right-hand side has been chiming in. And it, one of the great passes last week, probably got left out, was, was the out ball that um, Adam Reynolds did to Campbell Graham. Just going back and looking at the replay the other day, that, that was a brilliant pass to put Campbell Graham on the outside. And Chaps, he was never going to be denied from there, mate. If you remember, he'd done the same thing a couple of weeks ago. He just caught... And it was a straight ball to Campbell Graham. Gave him time to do what he had to do. This time, uh, Campbell Graham was sort of like an out ball, where a couple of weeks ago, I think he, he just threw a long ball and he stepped straight off his right and went in and scored. But yeah, Adam Reynolds, and I've seen it many times before, his selections of passing is second to none. Whether he's hitting the lead runner, whether he's hitting the player out the back, whether it's catch and pass, they're always just spot on and he's making the right decisions with every pass. And that's why we're having a lot of success down our edges and it comes down a lot to Adam Reynolds. Well, that rolls into our origin preview because that's a topic that how the hell did Mitchell Moses get picked before Renault Brownie? We've got a little bit of mail on that, but we're not probably won't, <laughs> we won't talk about that, but yeah, so it's going to be eight o'clock Wednesday at McDonald's at McDonald Jones stadium. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? And, we still have got some rabbitos <laughs> involved in the game. But like we said, you just said it before, Brownie. Campbell Graham, four tries on the right. He was in the squad before, and they bring in Guffer. Please explain, boys. Yeah, well, look, it's a hard one to, to explain. You know, you know, obviously, look, we've got a uh, Freddie's, you know, selection process. We've got to get behind him because he's won three out of the last four State of Origin series. And last year was only lost in the last couple of minutes. Sorry, so sorry, Fred. he's doing something right. <laughs> Look, he's doing something something right. And we're probably speaking out of a little bit of bias here, but yes. uh, we all believe that Cody oh, and, yeah, and because... Renault probably should have got the... <laughs> we, we all believe that Cody and Renault probably should have got the nod in the halves pairing. But look, Freddie's done a little bit of work with Mitchell Moses before in, in the Lebanese team a couple of, couple of years ago in the World Cup. So he's got that relationship with Moses. He knows what he brings to the table. But, you know, at the end of the day, I heard a, seen a quote from Andrew Johns who does a lot of work with Mitchell Moses. And he said he wouldn't have picked Mitchell Moses. He would have went with Cody and, and Renault because of the combination. So they're going, they're going into the game with a combination that's never played before up against the Queensland side, which is, I think, is going to be up for the game. And it's, I don't think the result is going to be as one-sided as everyone thinks. Oh, boys, I think um, the fact that it's a dead rubber and it's a bye week, mate, a lot of these players that have been selected have been because they're on buys. And I don't think they want to put Renault and Cody in. We're playing this week. I think there's a little bit of... They're giving us a little bit of a reprieve, so to speak. If you have a look at some of the players selected um, in front of them, uh, you can understand why. Look, look, Jack White was always going to be there, sat on the bench, did the right thing. Who knows what he's been doing in those camps. He's obviously done everything right. And Freddie Fiddler thought that he owed him one. The Moses, the Moses selection. Well, if there was only one position available, for example, if there was just the one position available and uh, 
And but little I was, little I was. Ah, who would have given? Yeah. Who, who would you Lua. have picked there, Lua. Who would you have picked there if it was just Luai was available and Whiten was going to play fourteen possibly? Would you have gone with Moses again then? Do you think? Well, look, Moses. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, they're going to right. Look, Parramatta. I, I did it last week. They've won a lot of football games, Parramatta, so they're not legless. He, and he's no, by no means he's he's a, he's no bum, Mitchell Moses. Obviously, he's a he's a he's a good runner of the football. He can kick goals, so. You know, it's a dead rubber, and like I said, we can sort of just move on from it. The one that I am a bit questionable about is the, not bringing in Keon when they brought in this other bloke that we hadn't even really heard of from uh, the West Tigers. The the Tigers, bloke, yeah. That was a little bit con- more controversial, I'd say, because Keon was on the extended bench in the first game, and he hasn't really done anything. What's his name, mate? Oh, good question. <laughs> Don't ask me. Yeah, I've got it here. Uh, look, mate, I, I'll, just, I'll just say something. Like I know. So, I just know him as Steffi, that's all. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. So, Fred, Freddie's probably, oh, you know, the way he's thinking there is he wants to get as many players' experience in, in origin uh, as he can. Obviously, look, I, I don't think that West Tigers player will play, similar to what Keon was. He went in there and he, he got experience, what it is like in the origin camp, training against all, all the best players. So, as you know, to get as many players in that environment throughout the series is only going to benefit Freddie in one or two years' time when they are, you know, decimated by injuries. You know, there is no Cameron Murray and, and they've got the ability to call on Keon Kalamatangi and he knows what to expect once he gets into the origin camps because he's been there and done that before. Yeah, I have to agree there. And the name is, is Stefano Uto Kamanu. And so, yeah, so Stefano. Not, it's not about me, I know. but um, And also, they, they brought in Nico Hines as well. And I can't argue with that. How good is he going? What a, what a player. So, anyway, yeah. Jeez, he's, uh, he's playing really good for the Melbourne Storm. He's really... Uh, took the bull by the horn, so to speak. Pappenhausen's been out for quite some time and he's filled that role, that fullback role. And once again, he's one of them players that can just play anywhere, Nico Hines. You know, he's, he's a strong, play, he's a big strong thing, isn't he, Brownie? Like, he's a, bit, he's a well, he, big unit, isn't he? He is. He's very deceptive as well. He's not overly quick, but yeah. he carries the ball in two hands. He, he, he's a really good runner of the ball. And once again, the Melbourne Storm system has just produced another player um, you know, just one player goes down and another one comes in and they they just keep doing it, you yeah. know, year in and year out, the Melbourne Storm, and that's why they are the benchmark of the competition. What about a prediction there, boys, of uh, next Wednesday night? Well, before we do that, let's, let's just talk about the Dirty Queenslanders, and they've they brought in a couple of fair players. Ponga obviously killed them the other day, and the Hammer. Hamaso Tobai Fido from the Cowboys can run the football. So there's a couple of excitement machines they've brought in. And Brownie, you've already sort of said it. You expected them to bounce back. And also uh, AJ Brimson on the bench. And they've had a bit of a shuffle. So yeah, they'll be up for it. They'll be wanting to go 2-1 in this dead rubber. You know they will. It's going to be a big yeah. game. So all right. I just haven't said that. Uh- yeah, you go. Yeah, just uh, just on that, just on that, mate. Caelan uh, Ponga, maybe uh, over the last two games, and this is what I can see: the last two games, they've had trouble coming off their own line, Queensland, uh, because our kicking game has been so good, and we've been pinning them into the uh, into their own half and getting up off our line and 
really good line splits and, and the Queenslanders have been really struggling to get really good field position. But look, I know they've indicated Mitchell Moses has got a really long kicking game. Hmm. But if you go back and have a look at his kicks, they go to the fullback on the full just about every time. His accuracy isn't as good. Wouldn't it be as good as Adam Reynolds who puts him into the corner, finds the grass. Caelan um, Ponga, I believe, is going to get a lot of ball on the full. And the way he brings the ball back is just explosive. If you've seen him play the other day uh, for the Newcastle Knights when it was his first game back, geez, he had a blinder of the game and he just gets our ball and he goes. A little bit like Matt, Matt Sears used to do. He just gets our ball and he just goes as fast as he can. And I think they're going to have a lot of success uh, off Mitchell Moses' kicks. Mm. Well, he's, a super, sure. he's a superstar. Yeah. Really, you bring a superstar in and things happen. So just that on its own makes you a bit more wary of what Queensland can do. But yeah, chaps, what, what are your thoughts? Well, it's definitely an advantage. Like, like, I think Nathan Cleary's got the best kicking game in the NRL. Adam Reynolds is not too far behind him, but we, we, we lose a fair bit there. Uh, and obviously they gain a fair bit with, with the kick return. Just start, we've seen the way the, the new rule is in the six again. Rule, it's where you start your sets is really key. If you can start your sets on that 30 or 35, mm-hmm. your chance of being in attack and position on tackle four or five. If you can get a little roll on, if you start yeah. inside your ten right. yep. and you don't get one of those six again, you're struggling. You know. Yep. Hundred percent right, chaps. Okay, so we last in Origin one, we ran a competition, and it was to pick the first try scorer, pick the winner and the margin, and also the man of the match. And we had a couple of winners. And what did what did the winners get, Mova? They got a Rabbitohs Radio beanie. And unfortunately, they haven't arrived yet because our supplier is dragging the chain. But hopefully, they're here this week and we can hold them up, just like we've been holding up this other stuff. But they, they're going to look good. There's a couple left, too, if you want those. I'll share that link to that to buy those on our web page as well. Did, did they win the 2022 beanie or 221? Which one did they win? 2021. The Rabbitohs Radio beanies, they're sensational. Gee, next they- year's look good, don't they? That's what? Next year's beanies look really good. Yeah. <laughs> They should. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's the competition. Uh, but just on the beanies, just on the beanies, they should be here either today or tomorrow. So if you've actually purchased one of them beanies, uh, get ready for a call and you should have them within two to three days, I reckon. Correct. So yeah, that's the price. So this time we're going to give away two. We're selling these two for 20. So if you can correctly pick first try scorer, winner margin and man of the match, you will win two Rabbitohs radio beer holders. They're great quality too. I love it. I can't, like I said, I can't wait to use it. So that's the prize. And don't forget the winner, Mova. Don't forget the winning team. Not just the margin. Not just the margin, the winning team. So that, that's our thing. So, all right, well, I'll go my pick first then, just so I, just because I've announced it. We're going to go, I'll go, well, I picked Damian Cook last year to score. So I'm going to go Damian Cook as a value first try scorer, darting out a dummy half because he got a bit of criticism that he didn't do much in the last game, but he didn't really have to. We were carving him up. And he did 40 tackles in the middle. So he's our star, Damien Cook. So I'm going to give him first try. I'm going to go New South Wales Blues, 13 plus to really drive the knife into the Queenslanders. And man of the match, I'm going to go, a bloke you might have heard of, Cameron Murray. That's my, that's my picks. That's a full Rabbitohs uh, multi, isn't it? Well, why do you? We are one <laughs> of those radio. <laughs> what about you, Brian? All right, mate. Yeah, look, um, I'll go. He's a try scoring machine. He's a former South Sydney junior. He's not playing with the Rabbitohs, but I'm going to go to the Fox, 
Josh Addo Carr. I think he scored the first try last last in game two. So I'll go, I'm going to go the Fox. I'm going to go the Blues. I think they'll win. I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think. I'm going to go one to 12. And I'm going to go Isaiah Yo for man of the match. I think he's been really good in games one and two, as has Cam- Cameron Murray. But I wanted to steer away from the same selection as Mavo because I want to win one of these <laughs> stubby holders. Two. So I'm going to go the Fox. New South Wales, 1-12, to and Isaiah Yo for the man of the match. Oh, yeah. Nice one, mate. I reckon we'll... I think it's Isaiah. I reckon we'll score a try on the left-hand side and expose um, uh, Valentine Holmes there. So I'm going to take Brian Toto, first try scorer. New South Wales, 13+. plus. Latrell Mitchell be the man of the match and man of the series. He'll clinch the man of the series over Tommy Turbo. Wow. Well, they'll have to have something. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll be battling it. They will be battling it out uh, for men of the series, them two. I think they've oh. both been uh, the pick of the, the players from game one and two. I thought they were both outstanding in, in games one and two. So, you know, if either one of them stands up and gets men of the match, they will take the men of the series as well. Yeah. Well, I think Indeed. Tommy would be hard. Tommy's. Latrell would have to have some sort of game. Well, like you said, he has had two good games, though. So he has, if he has another big game, but Tommy's probably the favourite, and maybe with Teddy as well. Teddy was on another level last time, too. So I think all three of those guys are going to feature heavily in our selections for first try man of the match, as well as the Fox, who, he, when he scored the other day, last week, he held up his red fern. He's a red fern boy. It's a shame we haven't got him in red and green, but maybe one day. Let's hope. Let's hope so. All right, boys, that's it. All right, boys. We've only got two minutes left on our Zoom 40 minutes. So thank you, Zoom, for that. 38 minutes will do us fine. And like we said, don't forget sh- our sponsors NG Farrell Real Estate, the Juniors Group of Clubs. Yes, and Export Freight Systems. Freight Systems. Export Freight Systems. Yes. That's right. Well done, man. Two mentions in the show we got EFS. And if you're an exporter, Hit them up, Export Freight Systems, because they're an Aussie business and he'd love to help you out. All right, we'll Is see you. Any beer sponsors out there? Any beer sponsors Jeff want to jump on board? Clubs. No yeah. worries. Yeah, from pubs and clubs, yes. Well, there you go. Well, young, young Henry's is. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a buzz, boys. We'll wrap um, one of our beer coasters around one of your young Henry's new towners or one of the stayers, and then that would be. Uh, That'll be a match made in heaven. Up the Rabbitohs. See you later. Up the Rabbitohs. (laughs) Go the Rabbits. We'll see you after.